Welcome to the Cinemondo Podcast with Kathy, Mark, and Burke talking about movies, horror, sci-fi, unusual, unknown, forgotten, underappreciated, always interesting. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hey, how you doing? We have a guest today. Very excited to have actor, writer, producer, Archaeologist, mm. director. Uh, can we want to be <laughs> <laughs> one day? Yasha uh, Hatendi. Hey, hey, welcome. Hello. Thank you. Thank welcome you. to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Guys. Great to have you here. Thank you. We were going to have you on a little while ago, but that you know, just yeah, uh, life, life happens. Life just happened. Yeah. <laughs> or LA, uh, busy, LA traffic. Busy actors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if only. <laughs> well, uh, I'm sure our listeners uh, know him if he's if anybody's seen Into the Dark's Puka. Which yeah. Uh, yeah. came out uh, Christmas of 2018, mm-hmm. directed by Nacho Vigalando. Yeah, and considered probably, if not the best, one of the best of the series. I at least, at that. least I would yeah. put that you know as <laughs> in definitely. a different class than. Well, I hate, I'm not gonna you know rag on all the episodes. You're just gonna but, like just trash all yeah. the other. No, episodes. I don't want to do that. No, but you know there is a hierarchy of uh, you know when you do an anthology, some are gonna be better than others. That's just the reality of it. You know, but yeah. you know part of the Blumhouse family, which is yeah, that's know, true, very that's cool. True. And yeah. I, I love their stuff. And they have a big movie out right now, Invisible Man. Invisible so Man. They're, they're making moths, kind of like sort of incredible performance. Apparently, I'm really right? excited. About I it. saw yeah. it. Uh, you know, opening you know matinee yesterday morning and loved it. So yeah. it's it's uh, it's worth the hype. It's worth checking out. I think cool. Lee Wanell is an excellent uh, filmmaker too. And yeah, I think, uh, he did Ten Cloverfield Lane. Is that is that? No, that was sorry, um, Dan Trautenberg. Who oh, was, sorry. Yeah, yeah no, he did uh, Upgrade. Did you see that one? Which was um, kind of a B movie about a guy who uh, becomes a paraplegic. But then gets something implanted, and he becomes like almost like superhuman. Oh wow! So it's a sci-fi thriller. It's really tight and fun. Right. And, okay. Uh, so that was his last film. But he's also the guy who helped create Saw and uh, Insidious. That's so, right. You know, right. And a bunch yeah. of other things. Solid okay. pedigree. Well, yeah. how did the Puka thing come about? Did you um, go after it, or I, I did actually. Yeah, um, I was I was in London um, on stage at the time that I got the script for it and I was I was doing a play called Fatherland and it was uh it was completely different it was um it was sort of half musical move lots of movement and it was with a company called Frantic Assembly so it was really intense oh. and um I it was all about toxic masculinity uh, ironically so oh, uh, oh yeah it wow. was kind of we were sort of like deep in that world and I was sort of getting to the end of the run and really needed to do something. And um, and then the script came along and it was being done by Hulu. And obviously I'd already had a relationship with them. And um, I read the script and um, it was it was a lead role. It was the first time that I would have been able to play a sort of outright lead mm. in, a, in a film. And that's what we'd been looking for. And, and this popped up and I just got... The first couple of pages, I I, I just thought this is weird, and, right? And, but then also I get I get it, I get what he's doing, I I, I understand sort of the, the dynamic, and I don't quite see how it's going to be realized, but that is something that excited me, and in particular I got towards the end, and um, and that just it really hit me, anyway. and um, and and then I just thought subconsciously I just thought I have to do this, and. Um, that's usually what happens is sometimes when you get a role, something subconscious clicks in 
and then suddenly it releases all these sort of energies and you sort of suddenly become super focused and sort of determined and luckily enough um other much more um uh famous and uh, and capable actors decided not to do it uh-huh. and uh and so i got the opportunity and um and yeah that's how, that's how it happened so i was i i flew back from london at the end of this run literally uh, sort of a few days afterwards and um was in a room um, starting the read-through with Nacho and kind of like, yeah, and the whole process began. That's great. That's, yeah. Because if I were an actor I w- and I read that script, I would think this is this is so intense go- going from one extreme to another. Yeah. It, there's so many different yous in that. You know what I mean? The, diff- the character goes through phases, literally different people in yeah. the same shot. Yeah. yeah and yeah. also it goes from being this likable vulnerable smitten young man into being this monster you know literally a yeah. monster yeah and i assume that was you in the in the costume in the costume for the most part yeah, yeah. for the most part yeah. but for the acting part for the acting part yeah 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 but it, not, maybe not for the rolling down the, the hill or getting beat up parts uh, <laughs> there was a few of the beating up roles that i that i that i did do but most of them were like being thrown across the room right like, yeah oh, that, that was that 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 was not me right um i um no i got a much easier time of it when it came how is it? <laughs> that does not seem like an easy role, though. You no. were, you were. That's I, a. That seems like I just. I think for an, if I were an actor again, I would be like, I can't do this. It's too much. <laughs> uh, no, well, that first of all, um, you, you, you. I, I realized I was much more capable than I than I thought I was, and I was actually looking for something that scared the yeah bejesus out of me um well i guess a real actor would accept that as a challenge like i can you know i can do this but it's like you know they're just the um it's not just one person going through yeah you go through a lot of vast changes and you get dirty you get messed up and i mean you know it's a it's a it's like a demo reel it's it's, yeah (laughs) it is and you know i was First of all, uh, um, uh, it, it was it was really really well written, and I mm. also had Nacho on side. Who mm-hmm. I, I I went to watch all of his stuff. That was the other thing I did when mm. I heard that he was doing it. Um, I just thought, wow, um, to be able to do something with um, uh, a filmmaker who so understands the medium. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in safe hands, and I, yeah. I I did say that to him on the first day. I said, just look. Like let's we'll do this because everybody was a little overwhelmed because with with Blumhouse Productions you don't necessarily have a lot of funds, so you're doing things off the cuff and that's part of the actual excitement of it. You you don't have everything absolutely everything that you need. Right, time and being one of the is main it a quick yeah. is it a quick shoot because I would think you're yeah. cranking these out. You yeah, know, that, you yeah. know, you're doing it pretty quickly. Yeah, it was like I can't remember. It was about three three weeks I think we had yeah. to get it mm. all in. And a script and that's not really linear. I mean, it's sort of all over the place. And as yeah. you're uh, your performance you have to sometimes when you're in the suit and then you're out of the suit your performance has to progress as of the same guy that was in the suit so yeah. you're ch- so i would find that would be a challenge too yeah it, was, it was really difficult to find the different levels yeah um, right. and, uh, and as i say i would say to, to nacho i said to him look every day let's just do this one bit at a time because nacho was like he was overwhelmed by it as well i think he got it sort of on a whim and sort of was doing it as a challenge and sort of it was like oh come on let's go let's do something great (laughs) and and then found himself sort of a little overwhelmed I think everybody was overwhelmed right at the read through and his first words were like yeah (laughs) (laughs) and it's like I don't know I don't know and he sort of hands up in the air so we were all in this boat and I just said look um, we went I remember I had my first cauliflower steak (laughs) 
at a, <laughs> a, a vegan restaurant in Echo Park, and um, and and we had this conversation. He just said, "Look, every every day, every scene, we'll just start at the beginning and we'll move through, and we'll just tell me where I am today at this point, and we'll get to that point, and then mm -hmm. we'll just kind of piece it together. But I will trust you to tell me where you need me to go and where you need me to be with each with each moment." Um, and it was just just that, just really sort of honing in on each on each beat of the story. That was how we kind of well. It's very seamless. Through. Yeah, it yeah. comes across as seamless. You know, yeah. it's a tight you know eighty minutes. It's a good ramping up. You yeah, know, because you see it happening. You well, know, that's it's not the thing. Just this random back and forth. It's like you sort of see, oh, it's getting worse, getting worse, getting worse. Yeah, that's a thing that a lot of listeners may not know if they don't work in the industry. Is that they, when they shoot movies and TV shows and. They don't always shoot it from the beginning of the story to the end of the story in chronological order. Sometimes you shoot all of the scenes inside the house at once. Mm -hmm. Even though he's normal in the first scene, really messed up in the second scene, <laughs> really dirty and bloody in the third scene, you know, you shoot all those in the in when you've got this location. Then you go shoot the scenes at the maybe the Christmas tree place. You shoot all those. And it's hard for to keep it all for hair and makeup to keep everything mm -hmm. under control. Yeah. Wardrobe has to make sure the right amount of dirt in the right place. You know, right. there's a lot going on in there. Yeah, it's it's a really really amazing art. Yeah, form collective art form, which is kind of <laughs> it's 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 really exciting to be to be a part of that. And, yeah, and, and everybody on this crew, from the editing to the sound to costume to set design uh, to Nacho, everybody was really. Was was really on their top game with this one. I think everybody felt. Yeah, it really good stood about it. out. And like, how did yeah. you? When you, what attracted you to the character? Like you said, you were in, you know, on a stage, kind of in that zone in a way. Like when you read it, what what was it that really attracted you to it? Um, well, it was it was interesting because he, he he's not really a character. He but you 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 start to he realizes who he is as you go through it, and I thought that was interesting. Yeah. That you 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 are formed by the experiences that you have, and I thought that there was something interesting about you know being able to play that out. Um, then there was the uh, the issue of toxic masculinity, which I'd been yeah. sort of like deep in, and and sort of I saw this guy as um, Wilson, who was a victim of his own actions and having to bear the consequences of it. And I thought it was being it was explored and experienced in a way where. Um, which was very interesting and relevant at the time. I thought it was very sort of very relevant, and and also with the character, uh, the two extremes. You have the two extremes, and the larger those two extremes are, the more interesting it is yeah. to play. Um, and um, and and that was that was those were the things that are, that attracted me to it. Yeah, really. yeah. that was good. Uh, and listeners, by the way, if you haven't seen Puka, you should. Right. Shame on you. You know, it's over a year old. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go spoiler yeah. on it, I think. and it's not something you want spoiled. It's a good one to watch, knowing nothing about it. Yeah, and um, it came out like it's Christmas of 2018. And it's like a great kind of anti-holiday film. Too. Yeah, right. You know, like yeah. Every holiday movie is sort of, you know, sort of syrupy, saccharine, or uh, uh, the classics or stuff you're familiar with. But this one is a, you know, it's a, it takes place at Christmas time. Puka yeah. is a is the toy of this Christmas. Particular Christmas season, it's a doll that everybody, all the kids want. Um, and uh, Wilson, Naisha's character, plays uh, is the, the kind of the mascot that gets into the suit and is at the toy store and uh, you know making all the kids happy. Mm -hmm. And that's how it starts. And then, of course, the suit sort of takes over. 
and it gets right. much darker and weirder and creepier from there. Yeah. Well, I think my you favorite know. scene, one of the favorite scenes, it's just a little thing, but I love the audition scene. Yeah. Because you're you're oh, yeah. you're so excited <laughs> and you go in and it's like arms out, arms up, and you find you're basically just getting measured for the costume. Right. Yeah. It was so so sad. Yeah, it, um, it was like Oh, so. And the casting yeah, director was that, so like, well, I'm sure that you, know, yeah, you so have to cool. deal, actors have to deal with casting directors like so that. That yeah. was a love letter to all actors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You saying, you can see I, that I, I feel the pain. And, um, I've, known, you. I've <laughs> known those stories, you know, actors, <laughs> so friends of mine who are actors that tell me that casting, and I'm just like, I can't even listen to this. This is horrible. Yeah. This is horrible what you have to go through to get a part sometimes. Yeah, I feel like, too, yeah. Puka was, in a way, was is kind of, um, in a way, sort of, prophetic for the baby Yoda phenomenon <laughs> like in a way it's like you know because Puka came out I saw I wanted it like right. I want a Puka doll they must be selling them I was yeah. really disappointed that there was not a Puka on the market well what was the do- what was the toy that was like a, um I actually have one that would come to life and talk. It was like, a, oh, yeah. had a little, a little beak fuzzy. mouth. Yeah, it was a little, what was it called? It like kind of parrot, it looked furry like a parrot. Gr- a Furby. Furby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would, they would repeat back things sometimes and some, and you would, you couldn't turn it off. Remember, that's why I have it in a box in the garage because even still, you have to take the batteries out of it. But it would sometimes in the middle of the night, you know, <laughs> you just come, oh, you know, or some little gremlin voice would come out. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's my, thingy over there it's, know, it's terrifying it's who's, creepy. Who, who was the person who thought that would be a good idea right, I know. Know, right? I mean, I what, know. Were they, what was their intention the same person who thinks a thing. drum set is a good gift for a five year old well it's like you almost sort of explore that in Puka like why would people want this thing you know it's like but there's sort of this and they do seem a little there's a little bit of creepy edge to these yeah. things because they're not alive but they kind of act alive and it's got the big blank yeah. eyes you know it's sort of yeah. like the, I remember Cabbage Patch dolls were the same mm-hmm. kind of thing where the oh, they were so and they were horrifying. They were scary looking, Ugh. creepy looking faces. And but Puka's eyes yeah, are there yeah. for a reason. Yeah, you know, you know <laughs> yeah. what those eyes are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the Puka theme song is you yeah know, one that gets you know, the ear wig that got into my head and I was right. singing it like, oh my gosh, I get so. So yeah. if you were when you were inside that costume, uh, was it hard to see out of? And how do you act inside a costume? Yeah. Um, it was impossible to see out of <laughs> uh, to start with. But then, then just difficult. It just uh, yeah. Well, no, nothing's impossible. No, it was. Um, it was. It, it, was, it was hard because it wasn't really designed for sort of long-term use as it was for you. And then, like, where his head is was a lot higher than where my head is. So right. I was looking out of his, like, out of the grill, oh. I think. Right, the little mouth. And you have a little slit that you could see stuff through. And um, uh, But it was, it, it was, it was, it was very hard. Uh, because you're wearing all this stuff and you've you know it's hot in there and they had to right. put like ice packs around me for the time so oh. that I wouldn't sort of overheat um, but but luckily I also had stand-ins who would take on the a lot of the a lot of the, a lot of the pain from time to time and we'd sort of be able to swap <laughs> in and out but funnily enough once you get the hang of it and you know I had these big floppy feet and, right and it was it was so ridiculous that you know it's ridiculous so when you're getting into this ridiculous Costume, you kind of you, once you're in it, you're like, oh, this is this is kind of cool, right? Because <laughs> I don't know what you're seeing out there, but I I know that it's going to be a lot different from what I'm experiencing in here. Right. And then you start to push the boundaries of what you can do, and you it's like mask work basically, and you yeah. start to sort of mm. sort of uh, become the character, so to speak, and, and to oversell and more, well, weirdly um, yeah, freeing too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know. there's, there's a definitely sort of Loki esque aspect that came out where yeah. you start right. to yeah. 
tickling people or teasing people or frightening people, <laughs> particularly with the kids. It was yeah. kind of fun, terrifying kids from time to time, which is, you know, dubious. But it was, yeah, very, it was liberating in that respect. I wonder if like of, Pedro Pascal in The Mandalorian had the yeah. same sort of no. sense, even though, you know, uh, obviously a different character, a different thing. Yeah, you yeah. Because yeah. he's always in that suit. I know, you know I know. And, and it's, it's, it's interesting because when you, when you watch that, you kind of think, God, how, how do you do that for your entire existence? Wear this right. helmet. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like that must be the most suffocating thing, but then it's also part of who you are. Mm. Right. right. I, I, and, it's, and, and it's wonderful as well because you're always kind of projecting onto him whatever his thoughts are, whatever his experiences are. There's a sort of, there's a remove which allows you to then fill it in with your right. idea of who mm-hmm. this guy is or what he's feeling or thinking. So it can be a quite, uh, quite a profound experience. I would be interested to know what happens when he's on shoot and, and, they, and they say cut. Yeah. What yeah. he ends up with, the, so, the stuff he gets <laughs> yeah. up to, uh, or whether he keeps it on and sort of like starts to play oh, around yeah. and sort of, you know, the, the, the mischief that you get, because you do become a lot more mischievous when you're sort of wearing that kind of stuff. It's like, is that me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like you become more aggressive when you're in your car, you know, yeah. you're, you're, you're in your Mandalorian armor driving down the street and you're like, and you, I've worked with actors who are in makeup or masks or things and they, they're nicest people, friendly people. Their their posture is one way, and then they get made up. Their posture changes. Yeah. They're they're the way they walk differently. Their voice yeah. sounds differently. They act. They have a different personality. Yeah, and I've felt that when I've done you know when you get dressed up or you know for Halloween or whatever, you do get a little vibe of that, a little taste of it. Where it's yeah. like I'm not I'm not who I was. Yeah, you're yeah. not, you're not <laughs> yourself anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys watched um, the other Into the Dark called My Valentine. No, I didn't. Because I at didn't. the very end, there's a little puka cameo. Oh, yeah. They yeah, actually yeah. show like a, a puka doll burning up. Oh, no. yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> so it all happens in the same universe then. It does. Huh? Yeah. It was very yeah. cool. So did you it's... always want to be an actor? Because you have a lot of education um, in the back. Well, uh, yeah, on, on paper. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I... I, I yeah I guess I did um, when I think thinking back I always used to do like reading competitions I used to read books in front of audiences and wow. used to I think also used to do like plays with my brother and sister I used to sort of like bully them into doing sort of plays at Christmas and stuff like that and sort of well you've got so the voice the, yeah. the voice for it. I was, a, yeah, yeah. Well, I was a lot more obnoxious and loud and sort of probably more effective when I was acting them out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, I guess I did. Yeah, I um, just born that way. Yeah, I, I did. My dad used to tell me stories a lot. The storytelling was really part of our upbringing. So nice. it was, yeah, part of me. I've been. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I did, or at least not necessarily just an actor, but a storyteller. I think right. I wanted to be involved in it in some way, and then acting was the way that I was most able to engage in it. Yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah. And you've studied um, ancient history. I read somewhere that you have uh, classical archaeology, or yeah. Well, actually, I, I I didn't finish that that degree, but that was the degree I started at. That's uh, storytelling. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it is kind of storytelling. It is yeah. absolutely where you're trying to put the story together. You're trying to create the story from what you're from these this piece and this piece. Yeah, and you're trying to figure out how the people lived or what yeah. they what was important to them, and mm-hmm. that yeah. I'm I'm fascinated with history too, and. And I think it's it all goes back to storytelling. You yeah. want to know their stories. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. History was like the thing. It was ancient history that I started mm. where I really got the bug. Yeah. 
Um, and it was re- like reading stuff like Antigone and uh, Medea and, um, and just suddenly realizing that these stories were kind of very much about human beings going through experiences and needing these stories to be told in a way that reflects themselves back to them so that they can be better and sort of, yeah. learn and sort of advance. And then there was, it was just this incredibly powerful empathy that, um, yeah. That you you discovered, which I was was really was really powerful to me, and I, I think that's why I ended up wanting to, to do that because I you know I, I I don't know I just valued empathy quite yeah. profoundly for some yeah. reason at that stage. Empathy is um, a, is the is a good word to use about history when you think about history yeah. is having empathy for those people you yeah. know the, from those times and what what they felt. Mm. Empathy being sort of acquiring the feelings of someone else. Yeah. And pe- people in history lived in a different world. They lived in a world that maybe had magic in it, you know, because they didn't know what the stars <laughs> yeah, were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To them, it was, yeah. what else is it? It's magic. It, we don't know what those are. Mm. But we live in the science world, and magic's kind of gone out of our world now, so yeah. we don't really know what it feels like to be those ancient people. Yeah, yeah. And to sort of put our minds back into that setting of living in a world that's got, you don't know what is a hundred miles that way. You mm. don't know what is up there. You don't know what's down there. Mm. It must be a, a completely different way of living. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And it's to a, have empathy for that is interesting. You know? Yeah. Yeah. De- definitely. I mean, it's like, yeah, old, old school is, I mean, there are a lot there are, in, in a way they were far more sophisticated than, than, than we are. They have, have a lot. There's a lot that they can teach us. I yeah. Think. yeah. And um, if we kind of look, you know, there was that thing I was, you know, uh, do you ever learn from history? And the answer is, no. Exactly. You just keep repeating. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah. Exactly. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so sometimes really that you can buck that trend. Hopefully, yeah. the hope is that you can oh. do that in some way. And you've had an international sort of, you know, upbringing. I mean, born in D.C. Yeah. And then lived in Zimbabwe and then the U.K., I think back and forth or. Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty much. Yeah. 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 And then over here for. And then over here. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And uh, then and then the dra- you went to the Dramatic School of Arts in I went UK? to. Yeah. The, the Rada. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so all that comes into your act. I mean, it's like you have all this background that you can sort of pick from. Uh, yeah. There's yeah. a there's a. Yeah. When you put it that way. <laughs> it's like you know, it all adds. Yeah, up. that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I guess uh, I, I'd like to. There, there is, there is material there that. Yeah, I've had lots of very disparate experiences growing up. Lots of like a lot, a lot of different worlds that I've been a part of and sort of move in between, which is helpful being uh, an actor because of empathy. Ultimately, it's yeah. like you kind of sort of you. I'm always like on the outside looking in and mm. um, being able to observe and then sort of take that and sort that's of. True put that towards the acting and that's right. that's yeah and you, you alluded to earlier that you know you had a connection with hulu you were a mm. regular on the show casual yeah yeah for, yeah. for like three or four seasons i believe four yeah. seasons yeah, wow. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and that was your yeah, kind of entree into that you know like tv I, you've done other tv uh, before then i'm sure right you, well, i've done a little bit yeah. little bits of things here yeah. here and there um back in back in england mainly okay. um uh but the, yeah casual is my first big u.s tv experience yeah. and show and sort of the role and, and the rest of it but yeah and yeah, yeah kind of grown from there and then yeah. Things. yeah yeah, yeah. That's, and you have something else idea. coming out don't you like uh um do i yeah i do i guess <laughs> <laughs> um, I, there's so much uh, there's well there could be more <laughs> <laughs> all you directors out there but yeah, get this guy exactly yeah <laughs> 
um, there's what is what is there? There's Alex Ryder. I think there's a TV series called Alex Ryder, which oh, is yeah. like what's uh, that about? It's like a teen spy drama written oh. um, based on the books by a guy called Anthony Horowitz, written by a guy called Guy Burt. Um, oh. And um, that sounds fun. It is fun. Yeah, it's um, it's like a teen spy. No, I had no idea. It's kind of like after the post Harry Harry Potter sort of uh, thing. There was this Alex Ryder thing, which is kind mm. of like basically James Bond. <laughs> but, but he's a teenager. A, but he's like a teenager, yeah. and he kind of he, he does really cool stuff, and he's a reluctant <laughs> hero who kind of like takes people out and sort of is forced into work for this, the the uh, the secret service, um, and and then gets pushed to do all doing all these missions that you know it's basically forced child labor, in some way. <laughs> right? <laughs> but he does it so coolly and so calmly, and so like it's 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 very cool. But there's like twelve books of them apparently. There's, wow. there's, there's such it's like them. I have a twelve year old daughter, and believe me that 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 market is just. Just, you know, it's ripe for the picking. Yeah. I mean, right. Harry Potter is, you know, obviously the biggest one, but there's so many others that are finding their way on streaming services or in movie theaters. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Maze Runner and Percy something or other. I guess kids yeah, like seeing guessing, them. Yeah. So yeah. they like yeah. seeing other kids in adult type situations. There mm-hmm. was a TV series that always used to bother me, even when I was a kid from, from the UK. It was one of those Jerry Anderson shows from the 60s called Joe 90. Okay, remember right. that? He's like, nope. <laughs> it's about a little kid. It was a, pup, it was a puppet show, but it was like a little kid who has this ability to take on, you know, puts on the glasses and he can take on the memories of somebody who they have on file. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if they want to do some kind of very dangerous spy operation, they get the the file for a guy who can fly a MIG, you yeah, know, a jet. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he puts the glasses on and this eight-year-old kid goes out and flies a jet into a mission and does, you know... And his dad is like, "Good luck, Joe." Good. <laughs> you know, oh, and he man. gives him a pistol. He's like, "Kid is," and it was a popular show. But what yeah. I mean, when you're a ki- when you're an adult, you're looking at that, going, "What dad would do that to his poor son?" But when you're a kid, you're like, "Yeah, he's got a gun. He can fly a jet. He's, yeah, yeah. Anything is possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's only eight. eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. More power to him. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe I haven't seen this." <laughs> She's so sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, what are some things as an, as a, uh, I mean, as in anything, not just as an actor, but films that got you into, because you're also, you've also produced films. Yeah. Um, well, like yeah, short films that I've worked on um, in NYU between acting gigs. Um, and uh, I, yeah, I've been, I worked with some, helped some friends of mine out when I've had the chance to, to help. I used to own a camera that I would lend to them and stuff. I was always, I always liked the idea of enabling other people to tell stories mm. in the hopes that it would help me right. get to a point where I could tell stories. <laughs> well, you well. never know. It can. I yeah. mean, well, well, that's yeah. the hope. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. talk yeah. a little bit it about. It all matters. I, I want to talk yeah. about moving up because I've watched that a couple of times. Wow. I, I, I produced a uh, short film. I wrote and produced a short film. So um, I was interested interested to see yours. Yes. And it was quite well done. I mean, I was like really well shot. Oh. Well, uh, I mean, it, it's called, you can probably, you can see it online. I think Vimeo. Um, I, I think so. I don't know if yeah. I've, yeah, we've finished our festival run. So I think now right, we can put right, it out right. online. Yeah. yeah. Well done. What's the, what's the name kind, of it again? Thank you. He wrote and directed it and uh, produced it, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I did. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the name of it is... Uh, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Yeah. Oh, I called it moving up. I'm moving sorry. Up. Moving I was like, on. I was yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. Well, film. Yeah. But actually, <laughs> well, it makes sense too. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Moving on. So you produced yeah. it. How is that different? How do you approach that differently as an actor when you're approaching a project like that? 
Um, well, that was a very personal project. So it was kind of, it was, um, it was, I, uh, basically all of the people that worked on that were people who had worked on casual. Mm. Um, and so we established a relationship. We are, we're a family really over the four seasons that we were together. Um, it was a really special experience that, and everybody that worked on the film pretty much did it for free. Mm. Um, and they were also the guys that were working at the top of the game. So, um, it was it was the idea of getting people around you that um, are very good at what they do and care on an emotional level about the material as much as you do. Right. Um, and, and I found that if you can get people to understand what that emotional catch is and, um, and then become invested in it so it is their story as well. Right. Then that way you sort of attract people that you, you want to be working with mm-hmm. and, and who want to be working with you. And so and then it sort of evolves into its own thing. And so that that's how I approached it. You, so what you is just that expressed of- what it means to be a good producer. I think that <laughs> yeah. you know, Make people un- care. Trusting right. the people that you work with, finding the people that you that's finding good people is what a good producer does, mm. you know, and, and then trusting them to do what they do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so, great. So describe yeah. what, what moving on is about for people listening oh, who will gosh. be looking for it. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> on the spot. On the spot. All right. Well, it's okay. Fine. <laughs> um, moving on is it's about a guy called Steve and who loses his father. His father dies and he finds himself in a cafe on the day of the funeral, on the evening of the funeral. And um, he gets a phone call from somebody who is a friend of the family telling him that he has some information. And and so it it, it basically is, it was, it was I, I remember when I lost my father, I got a very, had a really weird experience where reality just took this turn. It just, everything, I couldn't really understand what was happening around me. Mm. Nothing really made sense. And everything had meaning but everything had no meaning and it was just this this world of confusion and um um and change uh, and evolution which is so it was just really hard to sort of understand yeah and so the film is an attempt to kind of um uh, bring people into that world uh, mm-hmm. and bring people into that experience um in a way that hopefully is cathartic and right. sort of gives a sense of like yeah this is what it's like this is what it's kind of supposed to be like and it, it no, not supposed to be it was just this is the way it is and right, this is, this, right. Is, this, this is the way it can be at least from right. my experience so, well you pull, you pull it off yeah, it I, I would say personal. because in a, in a short film you know you have to st- tell a story in nine or ten minutes mm, yeah and but you set it up in this you know this diner um and it's just you know at night and the first minute or two uh he doesn't. He has this weird sense, and it, the, the the viewer does too. Mm-hmm. Like there's something a little odd about the TV. There's something yeah. a little bit odd about the people that are there, things that they do, and some of your camera work. It's sort of like, oh, this feels like like of a Twilight Zone vibe to it. Mm-hmm. First couple of minutes, mm-hmm. so that sense of you know uh, surreal or disorientation yeah. is yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get into the story and what happens, and then you understand. Mm. So you capture you got you got that all done in nine ten minutes, which <laughs> is tough to do. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. No. Thank you. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was yeah thank you it was it, it was fun to do it was a deeply flawed film I'll say as like a, as, a, as a first <laughs> film you kind of it's it's funny because you 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 read the script and then you make the film and you look at it and you're like okay you you have to let it go and yeah but then yeah. there are things about it and I, I don't know whether that's the 
the silly um, perfectionist in me or whatever, but is always going to identify those things that, oh, if you did that, it could have been like, but that's part of it. Well, right? that's going to be the way it is for yeah. the rest of your life. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Never constant <laughs> disappointment. Yeah. It's never going to be right. Welcome to life. Well, but uh, you yeah, do exactly. have to learn. That's the other thing about producing and making create any creative endeavor. You have to, you have to walk away from it at some point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to let your child go off into the world and, and like be what it's going to be and wish them yeah. well yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and yeah that was the interesting the, the most profound lesson yeah I found that was like yeah. well that was I mean the one film I did the same thing I can't look at it I go oh and I look yeah. at every single thing I hate about it yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. you know and yeah. I go why did I choose that but it was for me it was a great it was a school of uh, filmmaking yeah this mm-hmm. is what not to do and this is what to do mm-hmm. so I learned from it and hopefully the next one I won't you know those mistakes will come down a little bit yeah, 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 yeah. I also yeah. think but, that's kind of the torture that artists put themselves through because I think you know we're never happy with mm. anything fully it seems like like you finish this you have this vision and you do it and then you're like ah it's not exactly how I wanted it I mean even when I do like movie posters it's like oh do it you spend months on it it gets out there like all I see is the stuff that's wrong yeah right. like yeah, oh yeah. it should have been more this and then you know the client has it you know input and they change it and you're just like oh it used to be good and yeah. <laughs> so there's always this sort of little bit of heartbreak in every little finished thing it's yeah. like oh i wish i could just love it but there's that stuff that's wrong yeah it's like always yeah. but i think that's just being an artist it makes you want to keep doing it and you keep trying to do it better mm-hmm. and that's part of the growing process probably yeah you know, it's just a, getting better just getting better just yeah. evolving just i always have another old. project yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please. when's your next <laughs> short film coming out <laughs> Good question. Good question. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. If we want to do one. Uh, I was thinking about when we were talking about that. What, uh, I got, do you guys see Parasite? Have you seen? Oh yes. yeah, like, we did a whole episode on Parasite. We love yeah. It. yeah, I mean it's it's, so it's 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 incredible. But I was like talking about making the perfect film. I wonder what he feels about. Like, yeah, right. Oh, it's Cause full like, of flaws for him too. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. It's like like could you? I mean, I saw Snowpiercer before then and thought. Mm-hmm. Remember, I remember watching that, thinking this is. This is an incredible movie. Yeah. I've, I've never seen anything like it. It's yeah. blowing me away. If I, yeah. no. There's no way I would ever be able to make something like that. <laughs> yeah. And then watching the next one, I think there's no way I could ever possibly make <laughs> anything like that. But then also being deeply in an admiration, no envy, just complete and utter admiration. <laughs> inspired. inspired. Yeah. It's yeah. inspiring. It's inspiring. Yeah. It's yeah. inspiring. I mean, um, for me, uh, just watching The Invisible Man, which is a tight genre mm. film made for $7 million, but you just watch it go, it's a crackling story. It just yeah. mm. it keeps it going. And I just was inspired. I started writing you know, a script. I uh, started writing like I said, uh, yesterday. yesterday. Wow. I was like, okay, wow. yeah. that's what I want to do. That kind of movie, a tight genre picture, is like, you know, something I'd love to be a part of. Yeah, cool. Well, and what so are some films in your, from growing up and... and uh, that maybe inspired you. We're talking about these inspiring, perfect films. We we did an episode, I think, where we talked about perfect films, mm, or yeah. I think we're going to. <laughs> okay. I, I can't trying remember. To think, are there any perfect and, films? I don't know. Um, that space time continue on this stuff. <laughs> but yeah. please that, list your perfect films. Films that that Go. changed your life and put you on your path. Yeah, had an impact. Uh, the, the first film that comes to mind is Cinema Party. So. Oh yeah, that's that, a great one. That was yeah, that, that really that, hit you. Yeah, that really music. I always remember the music in yeah. that. Well, it has an yeah. ending that is you know talk about a love letter to filmmaking. Yes, yeah, yeah. That last three minutes is uh, you know yeah. and the mu- Ennio Mar- Morricone's Ennio music are just yeah. like oh you know what yeah. a perfect that's ending. That's a great choice. Yeah, it's a perfect ending. It was yeah. That's yeah. that's whenever I think of childhood joy with film and it's always cinema party. So that comes to mm-hmm. mind. It's like, mm. like without a without a doubt. Um, yeah, definitely. 
Um, what else? I guess E.T. E.T. was a big one oh, yeah. for me. Oh. Um, I, I, I love that film. Um, um, God, that's no. It's a hard I, question. It's really it is. A, it is a hard one. That's why it's we like, ask. We, it. we love it to people. Yeah. We love to watch people squirm and, and Already? like. Oh, I, I I can't. Aisha, <laughs> later, I, like, I hate that question too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Much like you know, it's like when I have I have Spotify Spotify uh, Premium now, so I'm all like, okay, I got to put new you know, music in, and I go, what kind of music do I like? You know, yeah. Like, yeah. They're staring yeah. at it, going. That's why you Rolling let it do it for you. Yeah, yeah I know yeah. exactly. So. Oh, um, I can yeah. never come up with stuff. No, neither can I. And it changes all the time. <laughs> like, it does. Oh, yeah. If we asked you this tomorrow, you might list something else after Senate Parody. So, uh, parodies will always be at the top for a lot of us. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where, do you, what do you, where do you go? Where, where do you? I mean, I like, it's like formative films, right? Like mm-hmm. films that you yeah. kind of remember, you remember watching with a group of friends and being like, oh, isn't that yeah. cool? Yeah. I want to be involved in that. I want to do that. I want to do that. Like, the emotional, for me, it was the emotional effect that I got from films. Like, what? Yeah. It's, it's sort of like we're talking about magic in the olden, olden ancient history days. I think music and art and movies are one of the only forms of magic that still exists because it yeah. can cast a spell on you. It can change your emotion. It can yeah. change your feelings. It can change your life. It can change the trajectory of the way you feel about certain things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And it can teach you so much just without any effort. You know, you're just watching somebody go through something and you you feel like you've experienced it mm-hmm. because it's a film. You watched it happen. Yeah. And I think for me, it was always trying to figure out how to cast those spells, you know, how, yeah. to, how to make that, like, why is this movie so effective? Why is that scene? Why does that make my skin crawl? Why does it give me goosebumps yeah. every time I see it? Like yeah. a certain part of music, a chord change. Yeah. Why is that chord change? Give me goosebumps. And this one, doesn't yeah it's kind of weird it's like there's a science to it yeah there is literally a science to it that that kind of once you understand the the technical side of stuff like with moving on sound design was yeah absolutely it was one of the biggest things that it was made the the entire for me the entire the entire film and um and obviously cinematography the stuff that you the the stuff that uh jason oldak the dp picked up on that you you realize resonates so exactly with the specific emotion that that character is actually yeah. exploring. Yes. But you get to experience it visually yeah. and then orally in a way and and it's when they when it when when they're all done well when it's all when it all comes together there is something totally transformative but it is almost it is scientific yeah. in a way which is kind of And just the movement trippy. of a camera like the choice mm. to put the camera eye level or to put it just a little bit down at chin level. Mm-hmm. It has an emotional. It makes an emotional difference in the way the scene is perceived. If yeah. you're a little bit below the actor, if you're above them, looking down a little bit, you know that's a thing we all, we all know. But there's some people who do it in these subtle just, ways. It's yeah. just a little bit of a difference. Yeah, I remember when um, I saw um, Alien and Aliens, the series. I it didn't even register at first that the huge impact of just having a strong female character. Yeah, because for so many movies, you know, just. A, a girl growing up, you don't see a lot of strong female characters. They're usually sidekicks or they're funny or whatever. But mm-hmm. it was really transformative to finally see a full fledged badass woman in a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was huge. And I feel like that's still not common 
even though those movies are years old. I'm yeah, like, why are they not trusting women to take these well, they, badass roles? There's yeah. one role that I saw the other day, Atomic Blonde. Have you seen that? Yes. yes. That was really fun. I <laughs> love that movie. That was really fun. I was like, wow. <laughs> she was very badass. She's balls she like, to the wall. Yep. I mean, yeah. that, there's that fight scene in the stairwell that is just yes. really well choreographed and yeah. well done. And she's doing all of it. And yeah. she's doing yeah, And, yeah. and it works. Like, yeah. well, come on, people. Yeah. Keep she doing it. She was great in the Mad Max <laughs> film, too. She was yes. just very. That's true. Very powerful in that, even though she wasn't, um, you know, screaming in your face in that mm-hmm. film. She just had this. She has a very strong presence. Yeah. yeah. Well, in see the ways. Invisible Man. Yeah, see definitely. Because oh, yeah. the Invisible Man is all about Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. 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 The Invisible yeah. Man is invisible. Yeah. You know, yeah. 90% yeah, of it. So. <laughs> 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 well, spoiler alert. Yeah. Invisible Man's invisible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I will de- I definitely. I was, I was worried that I wouldn't be able to get through it, actually. Um, <laughs> it's just horror films just freak me out. Sometimes oh, I just oh, get to funny. the point where I'm like, I get panicky and I'm like, I need to leave type thing. And I, I become mm. like, you know, a real flaky. <laughs> but I'm a bit like that too in some, but in some this horror one's films. This one's more of a thriller than a horror film. Uh, okay. It's more of a Hitchcockian. I mean, I'll just, that's all I'll say about it. But it's not a, it's not a horror film okay, to cool. me. Yeah. Right. You know? mm. But it's stressful. Uh, in the a Devil's good way. Backbone. That reminds oh, me of Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's a beautiful yes. yeah. film. So thinking about horrors that aren't quite mm-hmm. horrors, but yes. 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 That, that was That was a good one. Yeah. Guillermo yeah. del Toro understands yeah. the psychological things, the magic of horror, like how those stories work and why they work. Yeah, they have a little touch of whimsy, which even when they're scary, yeah. there's a sort of, I don't know, the sort like of beauty, fantasy thing about like it. Like The Orphanage, yeah. which he produced. Yeah. I don't think he directed The Orphanage. No, but that was beautiful. Yeah. That movie is heartbreaking and haunting. Mm-hmm. And I think the we were also talking about, you know, talking about the psychology and the magic of films. We're talking about films that have a lasting sort of a haunting effect. Mm-hmm. And for me, the movie The Haunting is the, the 60s one. Mm-hmm. because it doesn't show anything. And that's what I think some filmmakers do really... We're talking about where to place the camera or whatever, but the other thing is what to show and what yeah. not to show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. I remember thinking Cloverfield Lane did that quite well. Yeah, yes. I that. I remember yeah, because you didn't cause see... You never see the monster until like... Right. And then when you do, there's like, oh. Okay. Yeah, right. Like, okay, yeah, that's maybe they like monster. Like a... <laughs> yeah. Well, you that's don't right. even know if there is a monster through it. You're right. got, you yeah, don't yeah. even know if it's... You think if... it's just like a serial killer, so it's like keeping her captive underground yeah, or something. Yeah, and she had to go find out. It's like, is there really something going yeah. on? That's a good, strong female character. Yeah. Mary Elizabeth Winstead played mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But not, going back to Nacho Vigalando, I mean, Time yeah. Crimes and Colossal. Yeah. Colossal. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Colossal's an interesting, you know, sort of has a bit of whimsy and a, we- a weirdness going on. You definitely. Know? Like, that's a hard yeah. one to pull off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? a, yeah, definitely. There's a sense, it is. It's a sense of humor yeah. that you have, which allows you to experience the, d- the darker stuff. Yeah. I think you have to have that sort of like. But and Nacho is kind of. Nacho is a. Is, I, I want to say crazy guy. <laughs> crazy he, in a good way. He is crazy in a good way. He is, crazy yeah, is good. He's yeah. Like, exactly, yeah. He's he's got such a unique um, understanding of the medium, but also of human beings. Mm-hmm. I think he kind of sees them in their entirety, the good and the bad, mm-hmm. and, is, and is unashamed to kind of push you to go for you know, the worst in things or the, the weakest of you, the, you know, to really push you to explore those vulnerabilities in a way. And, and he does that in all, all of his films. They really mm. sort of explore that edge, you know, between what That's you can true. bear as a human right. being. I agree. You know? I hadn't really yeah. thought about yeah. that, but yeah, his films are very complex that way because mm. the characters are never a given. 
and like you said, they're always the good and the bad, and you're not you're you're sort of sympathetic, but part of you doesn't like what they're doing or agree, mm-hmm. but some do. I mean, and his films are hard to describe yeah. easily. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you're yeah. like, what's it about? Uh, There's well, no see, one line synopsis. Time crimes <laughs> is sort of this, and Puka. Yeah. I mean, they're really complicated. That's why I think that's why I like the really unique that way. I think yeah. their Apuka demands a second viewing. Yeah, it does. Yeah, me, it I does. think it does because then you go back and oh, this is why this is this certain color in this yeah. room, or this is or, what this represents, or this is what that why this looks like that. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of cool to see that. You know, like okay, I get it now. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Everybody's work in that film is is it was kind of it was a really great set to work on because it did feel. Like Nacho is a very sort of he has a very individualistic sort of unique vision, mm. um, but it, it really felt that everybody and because of that unique vision, I think it allowed everybody to really influence the the, the work. Like Cecil Gentry, the set designer, you look at all the little details that are in yeah. Puka, you sort of start yeah. to pick up on. Uh, I noticed that kind of stuff. What yeah. he actually sort of what what, what would they what they, they do? I remember sitting at a desk once opposite John, and there was this snowball and um it had like the continent of africa <laughs> in it and it was just sitting on my right right hand side and i just talked to him like two days before about the fact that i was well, I grew up in zimbabwe or something uh. like and then you're like oh you kind of this is part of the whole thing it just it's not not nobody else right. would notice it or understand right it. but for me it was just like wow and and that amount of detail i think Mm-hmm. Nacho kind of inspired people to go with and the right. Whole production. So, That's very well, cool. That's I love that kind of thing. I work. I was a prop guy for twenty years, and yeah. I, I've I've said this so many times with people about the the some of the actors that I've worked with have this feeling like that of there's this sort of talismanic thing in props, mm-hmm. and um, a, a thing just a, like you were saying a thing on a desk in a and that brought that brought yeah. you in mm-hmm. yeah and it's interesting it's things layer. like just having the having a very realistic keychain in your pocket yeah. you know your keys your wallet your things yeah, your yeah. Might never the screen right. the, the you know the camera might never show it but yeah. right. you know it's there it's there yeah it's yeah. like the stone in your shoe thing yeah, yeah. 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 you kind of just give yourself that little thing that kind of <laughs> puts you off center and mm. sort of forces you to kind of discover it again yeah that kind of creates a tension which is always exciting to watch yeah and John Daly who plays the puka uh, sort of you know salesman or puka company guy is (laughs) always good (laughs) John is is one of the funniest people I've ever met but he's also really committed as well he's kind of so like so intensely committed it was it was it was a real joy. I was like I was I was batting well above my weight when it came to the other cast members and uh, <laughs> well, no, it didn't really, seem like it. It, it doesn't uh, seem like it. it. And it was a great cast though. It was it really was great. Yeah, and he's good because um, you think oh he's going to be kind of the typical asshole guy, you know. But then he turns out that he's like oh he's actually kind of a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. And then you realize oh okay I know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Um, but uh, so do you have like a dream project that you would love to see happen? Um, as an actor, yeah. or or uh, anything, producer, director, or actor. Um, I I do. I have like two projects that I'm working on, which again are very personal. I think there's um one 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 of them is is more personal. One's related to Zimbabwe. It's um a road trip movie uh, about my parents. Oh. oh, that's cool. Oh, nice. Um, but it's also kind of a thriller type thing. Oh. It's, it's it's based on a true story. Of what happened to them when they were in a they, it was back in the 70s and they were two Zimbabweans in Europe for the first time and um, uh, they, wow. were, they were traveling through Europe and with, with another couple one of whom had 
an issue. Uh, it became a problem. Uh, and mm. it's, a, it's a really... That sounds amazing. Yeah, really that's amazing. a great premise right that's there. That's a great premise. <laughs> I, want to, oh, no, I want to see this movie. You might have to cut that now. <laughs> oh. uh, that's right. We'll edit that out. <laughs> Wasn't that great, everybody? No. Yeah. <laughs> terrible, on. terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, sorry, Dan. Uh, no, it sounds like a... I mean, it does sound good. a personal story, something that has a resonance with you in, in a, and something that's based on truth that just sounds like something that can you know be i don't know can powerful be, yeah, yeah you can invest in i think yeah it's like, i think there's like yeah when it comes to, they always say tell stories that you know yeah um and and it's not to be safe it's right. to actually allow to give you license to do more and right. to go further you know i think at least that's how i'm gonna interpret well, the, the actual experience this is another not a pet peeve but something i notice in work art you know film books is books and stories films that are made by people who've had actual experiences Mm -hmm. and i can always spot it right away i can tell if somebody has lived a life Mm -hmm. or if they're just writing a film as they have been inspired by other films yeah Yeah, as if they have been inspired by you know there's filmmakers who make films that are inspired by other films or other books writers and there's (laughs) filmmakers who make films and tell stories based on things that they've actually been through yeah yeah and i don't know i feel like i can see it but yeah. you know i think there's value in both i mean yeah. there's entertainment yeah. there's sometimes you know there's a depth i think to things based on real life because there's a really emotional connection yeah and then there's just you know escapism yeah. it's just all about just, right. just entertain me yeah. you know i think you can do both yeah oh but. of course there's room for everything <laughs> give it to us the, definitely it's like I, the two things i remember uh, parasite thinking mm. I remember hearing a story, I don't know whether it's true or not, or verified or not, but it, it, something happened while, I think his father died, mm. while he was writing that script. And so it kind of sense. found its way into this. So the end, mm-hmm. when I understood that, suddenly became so deeply impactful. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I thought that was such a beautiful way of writing a letter to the father that you're never going to see, mm-hmm. or the son that's gone, gone away, the letter mm-hmm. that the son would want to receive. In a way. Right. It was like... Yeah. It was a really, really beautiful moment. But that, again, is like maybe one of the things that yeah. made Parasite so special is that there was that sense of deep personal connection. Yeah. But then again, with like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um, I remember watching the end of that and thinking about, this is a filmmaker saying to another filmmaker, if only we could change time, or right. yeah. change history, and here I'm going to do that for you. Yeah. And I thought there was actually something kind of beautiful about yes. that as well. Yeah. It was... Yeah. Like, it was yeah. There's, yeah. yeah anyway, there was well, it's the one. The thing I yeah. think that Quentin Tarantino has always been doing is, I've said this before too, where you see the, you know, when you would drive past the drive-in theater or the grindhouse kind of theater, you'd see these posters for movies like, you know, Shriek of the Banshee and all yeah. these things. Yeah. And then you go see the movie. Even as a kid, I'd go see the movie. I'm like, this isn't anywhere cool as cool as the poster. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see what the poster was advertising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think Quentin probably grew up with that feeling too. Like, and you know, he probably, you know, precocious kid thinking I could make a better movie than this, you yeah. know, and I can make a movie that really lives up to the title and the poster, yeah. the promise yeah. of the yeah, poster. Yeah, yeah. And the, the thing of delivering what the viewer wants to see and anyone who's ever thought about the Manson murders and all that kind of stuff, you you know, there's an unfulfilled feeling. I mean, it happened. It was awful. It was yeah. a terrible, the unhappy ending. Yeah. Why not 
why can't we go to a movie that gives us a happy ending to reality? It was cathartic yeah. to see yeah. it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I loved yeah. seeing that what he did to those fans yeah. and followers. I loved it. And you, <laughs> you want to see that. And people I don't see like a little you know, a little kickback on it because you know, this violence toward women. I'm like I'm not even gonna complain about that during this movie because we're yeah. talking about preventing violence to another woman by taking out the bad women. <laughs> yeah. So come on. Yeah, you can't yeah. have it both. Well, but uh yeah. And he did that in, in Glorious Bastards yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So nice tricks. Yeah, yeah. That was like, also yeah. cathartic. He's, yeah. Why not? So I'm you gonna, wanna see that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everyone wants to see Hitler goes asking. Yeah. That's just <laughs> yeah. <you know>. yeah. <laughs> come on. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have any uh special things coming up you want to talk about? Any new projects? No, not really. No. I think uh this Alex Ryder thing is coming up oh, at the right. moment. And I'm just deep in the game of trying to make the next job happen. We're sort of yeah. in the middle of pilot season, so you know, like every oh, actor yeah. out there knows it's gonna be crazy and you're yeah. always Hoping that things are going to come through, and then and then they don't, and then you go and you keep going. So, yeah. I'm so it's just, just a cycle of auditions. Do you do a lot of auditioning? And yeah, yeah. at the moment, um, I do, um, and I'm possibly going to go back to the, to the UK um, again for the next season of Alex Ryder Two. Oh, okay. Um, but then I also get a lot of stuff out there, so I might end up going back there at the time. At the moment, I'm in like this weird moment of flux where anything could happen oh. at any one point, and um, nice. It's, it's exciting. It's exciting. It's harrowing. Good. Yeah. Harrowing. Well, yeah. harrowing and exciting is always good, I guess. Because you never know <laughs> what the next thing's going to be and how impactful it could be. You know, yeah. it's always this sort of unknown special quality happening. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Well, yeah. we wish the best for thank you. Yeah. And thank you. thank you so much for coming in and spending yeah. a little time with us. Absolutely. That was pleasure. fantastic because we were fans. Oh, that's We yes. loved you in that. Poop yeah, it was it's, so it's, good. It's really a great performance. It, it goes through the, like we were talking before, the, the uh, character goes through so many changes. And expresses so many different emotions and feelings and personalities. It's a it's a pretty amazing thing to a film to watch. It's a feature length film. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. A feature length f- film of some of a and you're basically in every shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> in and outside uh, of costume. Oh, yeah, <laughs> in and outside of. Yeah, no, it's uh, it was it was a wonder to work on, and um, yeah. I feel it's very great. Vigilant. I really appreciate the. Uh, the attention and the sort of the, yeah. the, the detail and the, the 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 support it really is really, oh, it's really lovely. It oh, great. Yeah. Well, Definitely. more to come. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank For you nation. so much. Well, we want you back yeah. on the show at some point in the future. <laughs> well, after your you next to, big project, you have to agree <laughs> on tape once. Yeah, <laughs> it's a contract. Well, I was I was going to say I'll have to talk to Marvel about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ah, okay. Ooh, Interesting. Oh. We'll leave you with that oh. little snippet of. Uh, That's exciting. Nice. Oh. I, I work in the Marvel realms as well, so. I wonder if it's. I wonder if we're working on the same thing. Oh no! Well, maybe. Maybe <laughs> he can't but we say. Can't, neither one of us can talk about it. <laughs> no, exactly. That's yeah. right. Well, until we stop Marvel taping. Stuff. <laughs> right. Did some Marvel key art here and there. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Right. Very cool. Well, thanks, All right, very thanks much. so much. No, thank you guys. Thanks for joining us. We're gonna we're gonna sign off now. Okay. Which is always okay. the awkward you, ending of the show. A and then like the time stops. We just <laughs> ramble until the tape runs out. We just leave it running and then record you saying really inappropriate yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then we put it out there. It's a <laughs> Furby suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, All thanks right. again. We're out of here. We're walking out the door. Cinemondo signing off. <laughs>